Welcome to our newest adventure for first responder wellness. No one fights alone. In-depth conversations about mental health and culture in the first responder space. We're joined by your co-hosts, Austin Pedersen and Brad Shepard. Austin, man, it's nice to be back. Just you and me putting one together, man. Back in my creepy basement. I know. I love it down here. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Like before, the single room is weird to me. Yeah. But I like it because it's mine. It's your space, man. Yeah. It's a man cave. Yeah. What do you think about my starry night? I love that. I remember you having that up in your uh, office upstairs. People make fun it's of the me. background. But it is one of my favorite paintings. Such a cool painting. Yeah. I love it. Said a lot about you. Did it? it was when I first, yeah. When I first got to know you. Yeah. What is the perception of that? Uh, there's more depth that you have uh, artistic depth to you that you have passions that you'll act on. Yeah. Well, I have absolutely no artistic ability, but yeah, but it's a great painting, but maybe there's depth. Okay. The Van Gogh. I'll take the Starry depth. Night. Yeah. And it's nice being back in town. Be nice having dinner with you. Just had dinner with you and your soon to be bride. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh it was sunny today, dude. Did you notice that? It was really nice. It was like 50 I'm degrees. I'm in shorts. Yeah. Well, that doesn't say much. You were in shorts when it was 15 <laughs> degrees outside. Well, I'm getting over. I'm a little raspy. You know, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure the listeners don't know. We, we missed one because I was sick last week. Came back from uh, COPS. First COPS annual survivors to thrive conference in Dallas. And I got some kind of bug down there. That was a, it was a bad bitch. Well, I don't think I've even told you this, but this is the funny part about that is when I went to cops in Dallas two years ago, you I it? came back and was deathly ill. Oh man. For like six or seven days. It was rough. So cops in Texas just means you're going to get sick. I guess. I guess that's okay. You know what? I, I would do it again. That's how good it is out right? there, it's, you know? It's a great, uh, such a great group of people. And, of course, we saw our buddy Max and his yeah. wife Becky down there, but we saw a lot of our old uh, Concerns of Police Survivors friends and family down there and um, had great barbecue. How yeah. about that? Yeah, great barbecue. No, I like that conference just because it was a lot smaller. And this was the first one they did by the year. So the Survivors one is the first right. one that they put on just for... Survivors. Survivors, yeah. And I, I think that's a a cool mission in itself, right? Because it was so... That, like, family feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it really... Of course, Concerned to Police Survivors tends to have that draw anyway. They've created such a climate. And were you sitting over there when Susie Sawyer came over? And, oh, yeah. Yeah, right? The, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... And we got to hang out with Susie, and we learned a lot of the history because this is their 40-year mm -hmm. anniversary. Yeah. And she got to talking about some of the challenges of building a nonprofit in the uh, early years of uh, the 80s when they were building it. And what a uh, what a delightful conversation just to hear so much history. Yeah. Of. I Like, it was, it was a weird coincidence because I met someone last week who talked about Susie. Uh, and I had never met Susie before the conference, but they talked about how they, you know, she called her up and said, hey, I want you to speak for Concerns of Police Survivors. And they ended up being the first couple that spoke for Concerns of Police Survivors from 2010, I think it was, to like 2013. And so. now they draw some of the best presenters in the nation. They have such a, yeah. I mean, it's an elite core. Uh, any Anybody that presents in this community uh, just jumps at that opportunity to go present at any of the Concerns of Police Survivors 
Oh, yeah. And there's some of the same faces. We had the finan- Nick, the financial cop, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Some other familiar faces, uh, Tammy. Tammy McMillan, yeah. Tammy's Jammies. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Some of the board members. It was just so great to see. Uh, of course, the staff, they're, the, they're just an amazing uh, core of great-hearted people. But, uh, yeah, got uh, got sick, got got home and laid up in bed for a few days and mm-hmm. uh we had uh we had podcast ready but we missed friday but that's okay uh we want to kind of we want to kind of close out uh based upon the theme if we look at our themes um that we're trying to uh uphold to um man we're we're going to close out uh the highlighting chateau mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me and I felt like we had five solid podcasts kind of reflecting back for those reclinations. And one of them was Sarah, our admissions intake specialist. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the lineup in order went Ben, Stacy, Jackie, and Marin. Which, uh, which one of those stood out to you? Just grab one. I love Stacy's, man. <laughs> I like don't get me wrong Jackie Marins were both amazing saw a different side of Jackie which I really enjoyed right yeah that I was awesome really enjoyed that that portion of it I just uh I, I don't think I'd ever had a conversation like that with Jackie um and I really enjoyed that but Stacy's overall view and just demeanor and the way that he speaks and talks about you know some of the things that he does is it holds a special place because been to a lot of therapy man like I, I think you're on the same same boat there like been to multiple different therapists sat in a ton of group i've been in treatment seven times um his view just aligns with what i believe because i i think that what a lot of people miss out in this whole recovery journey mental health sobriety uh anything is play it's just like having a good time enjoyment yeah. Enjoyment of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is actually something I pass on to a lot of people I talk to is like, find yourself a hobby. Right. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter if it's painting, walking, running, you know, golf, sports, pickleball, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. Movies. Like, find something you enjoy doing in your spare time and embrace that. And I think that that's a key component that a lot of people miss out on. Partially because I also think that they don't feel like they deserve to go have fun. Right. Uh, and it's an incorrect way of thinking. I think we determined with Stacy, but it really stuck out to me. Cause I'm like, man, that is one part. If you go to a clinical therapist, I don't think they talk about that a lot. Well, I mean, I think if you look at it from a, from the, from the perspective of the person going to treatment or attending treatment or in that space of recovery, the guilt and shame is so overwhelming that they're, you know, what is it, a punishment, a self-punishment of sorts that I don't deserve, you know, mm-hmm. these kind of things. But, you know, I got, I don't know that I even told you, I got, uh, what, three, now that I'm thinking about it, I think three compliments off the top of my head, uh, specifically how much they enjoyed Stacy's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we had to drag them on, but... right. We got them there, and I think it's because of that different piece, right? Like right. when they're, I think when I listen to a podcast that involves a, th- a therapist, I'm like, 
take a little breath and maybe think like, okay, this this could go either way, which is like I don't agree with anything they say right. at all, right? Which is fine. Oh, or it's going to be like very very bookish feeling, right? Where you're like getting hit with facts and statistics and and things like that, which I personally enjoy, but like I don't I don't know if I ever look for one that's going to be about play. Well, for somebody who drug his heels all the way, there's heel marks all the way up to the doorframe of having the podcast. He sure did really well at yeah. it. He yeah. is so good, so well-spoken, so articulate, mm-hmm. and just wherever you want to take the conversation, he seems to have a, a, a knowledge base of being able to do that. But, uh, you know, as always been was a, was a real treat. Oh, uh, yeah. We were talking about, you know, uh, I think we tasked Ben with a group talking a little bit about group and the importance of group. And Mm -hmm. I think uh, we, we have been on a lot, but we wanted Ben to do that because of the importance of group and, and how oftentimes uh, it's forgotten and almost a dying art of sorts to be able to run group and and effectively and stay on mission. And I think that one was a, that one was very um, near and dear to me. I really enjoy And actually we did that down here, didn't we? We were here. We we did. did that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those where like you don't when you think about therapy, you don't think about like involving in a group just because especially for somebody that has years and years of secrets built up, which a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um you can never imagine relinquishing those secrets from you in a group setting. But it's so crazy. I've sat in groups where people have I've sat on both the staff side and the the client side where somebody talks about something and 10 other people in the group raise their hand and say, yeah, same, like same exact issue when they thought they were alone. I think that's the, the uh, an important component of it that Ben also talked about was just like when you relinquish those in front of other people and then they become, they, they lose their power. The absolute magnitude of realizing in that moment you're not alone. Yeah. Like, I'm not the only one that feels this way. Yeah. I remember distinctly the first time that happened on a line of duty death. A friend of mine, uh, we were called into, they um, they called it a training, but it was a group CISM. And uh, nobody was saying a word. And one of the old crusty guys in the back said, I'm mad as hell. And I remember, and it just like a, he started vomiting out, and I remember thinking that very thing. I thought, holy cow, he said everything that I've been feeling. Yeah. And was that, like, one of your first eye-opening moments? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. That's yep. what I mean. Like, yeah, I think that sometimes there's so only so much you can do in individual therapy, mm-hmm. right? Like, or if you're, like, you know, over and over again talking about the same issue without any, like, sick, like success. I, mean, I hate to use that word, but... um so a good part about group is you can be like, how did you deal with it? Like, let's talk a peer side. How did you right. overcome this? Because whatever that's the therapist, it's not the therapist's fault, but whatever that, you know, it's not working for me. Right. So what do I do different? And that's a huge part of it. But it, I love watching Ben speak and present in his groups. And um, it was really cool. We brought Max up on Friday and he sat in one of Ben's groups and, I mean, it's the same thing. He's like, God, man, that was that was really cool. Like just to sit and well, it's really uh, there is some artistry to it. Mm-hmm. And Ben talked about that uh, in his uh, podcast that um, that there is an art 
to actually navigating towards something, but not dictating the entirety of the conversation Mm -hmm. and keeping your eye on the prize, I think is one of the references he said was keeping your eye on this end goal of we may go left, we may go right, we may go up, we may go down, but at the end we're going to arrive right over there. And, you know, I having, I think I even talked a little bit about this in the podcast that CISM group lead, you, you do that a little bit and, you know, I've done a lot of groups, but, uh, I got to, I got to bow down to Ben. He's the master. He's really good at it. Well, it's all like, if we're, if we're going off of all the therapists that we did, each one of those therapists runs groups. And that's part sure. of the, part of the reason we hired them was their capability to run a group. Like, because that's, I remember when we were hiring Marin, um, we had a, a couple of interviews and you, I mean, you sat in on an interview mm-hmm. one time when she like sang or mm-hmm. did something mm-hmm. weird and we're like, what in the world is yeah. going on? I mean, like all of us too, not just the clients, but that all wasn't of us. Marin. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was no. not Marin. Let me make that clear. Yeah. It was not. It was a different therapist at a different time, but the staff and the clients were all going. That got weird. That got in weird. In a hurry. It, yeah. Like in a blink of an eye. Yeah. yeah. And so. I can still see the song if you want to hear it. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> I want to keep that as far out of my mind as possible because I'll go to sleep tonight and just like dream about it or something you know i'm glad you brought marin up though marin's yeah. uh podcast was uh super special i mean we thought it was going to go down mm-hmm. uh art road and we ended up talking talking grief it was just absolutely amazing yeah and i don't know if i talk about grief enough really i think i stay far away from it because mm-hmm. it's uh like every you know everybody deals with grief differently i mean how many times have you heard that right but I think Marin opened my eyes a little bit to like, yes, everyone deals with it differently, but they all have some of the same emotions attached to it, which is why I enjoyed hers and her view of it and, and how she works with her clients on it. I just, I just loved the way she held herself in it and, and that, in that space, she's so soft spoken Mm -hmm. the depth of, of what she was saying was, uh, was such a great, uh, message. Yeah, I like I said, it all of every therapist that came in, I think we had an idea of what we wanted to cover, maybe something that their specialty was, right? And I think Stacy's was the only one we like kind of kept on target. Kept on target for just because it fascinated me so much that I wanted to like Yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite. Psychodrama. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Tried to stick with that. I mean, we went all over the map but then mm-hmm. but we we stayed on target, but Jackie's uh, was similar. We were going to start with uh, EM. Well, we did. We ended mm-hmm. up going down the EMDR road, but we ended up talking about values and oh, yeah. and really diving, doing some deep dive in some social media uh, and the impact that mm-hmm. has on us as individuals in a society. Yeah, and values is one that we don't talk about enough. Like Ben talks a lot about values and. You know, as I've been up at the facility more and more and every day now, like the values conversation, I, I, I know people don't think about. Like, when was the last time before you did any type of thing like this? You're like, I wonder what my value, what, what are my mm-hmm. values that I gained as a child that have circulated into adulthood that I am now going against? Like, no, nobody thinks about that. That's not like an everyday thought, but it's it deeply, deeply ingrained we talked about some of that social media stuff because, you know, you gain some of those values. That's, from, the, that's the way you live your life. Well, from age two to six. Right. Right. Like that's where some, like, um, it, if I understood correctly, majority of your values are gained when you are a small right. child. 
and what you when you learn the difference between right and wrong, honesty, lies, all all of that kind of stuff, like that that builds you into adulthood. Well, in that uh Oddly enough, um, coming in a little bit early, attending some Arbinger training, we were talking about this today, and I was thinking, you know, I don't sit down and challenge my values enough, to, to your point, yeah, to where you'd actually just sit down. You know, the challenge that Dave made today was, have you? when's the last time you sat and wrote down, am I on track? Am I on track with my core beliefs yeah. and my values? Well, I mean, it's every day. You saw an opportunity tonight at dinner for me to go against my values. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny that we talk about it because at dinner, when we when that opportunity arose, there was a very distinct thought process sure. in my head. I'm like, do I do what I know is correct or do I let this stupid, simple little thing go? In that one little moment. Yeah, in that one little moment, right? And how there were some out, outside reasons why I chose what I chose. But sure. there is still that's that's values like every single day right you are, but you made the decision based upon some outside influences but but you also made the decision because you were honoring what's best for you personally yeah per, it was all personal yeah it was all personal right and that's but that's the crazy thing is we're presented with those opportunities each day and there's i mean like there's small honesty that honesty for me is a huge value right but there's an opportunity to lie by omission or just kind of fib the truth every single day. How you doing? And doing my quote really was, good. look at you showing off integrity today, Fuck. big guy. Fuck. <laughs> no, but it's one of those where it's like, how you doing today? And if you say, I'm doing really good, thank you. How are you doing? And you're not? Right. That's that's He just lied. He just lied. Yeah. Right. Like stupid yeah. shit like that, that builds up over yeah. years and years. And that's what I'm talking about. So it's little things for sure. Right. And it's, it's the conversations like Jackie's where we talk about values and Ben's that we talk about values that help me reframe those right. things in my thirties, you know, like that you kind of think you're past that, but you're never past it. Well, if you circle that back to Jackie's podcast, uh, that was significantly one of the things that she was talking about, how we, uh, use these escape mechanisms like social media to mm-hmm. to steer us away from mm-hmm. what we know we should be doing or what's important to us, and uh, it ultimately culminates into a, a lie that we're telling ourselves or we're receiving. Okay, and that's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna go to screen time today, and we're gonna see. Let's let's compare here. Okay, so hold on, I gotta put my glasses on. Oh, you're you're telling your age, man. Let's see. I spent 23 minutes today on social media, which is very good for me. Let's talk about yesterday. I spent two hours and 17 minutes on social media. Why does mine say zero? This can't be right. It might reset, but that's, I mean, obviously Sunday for me today, work day, right? So I'm off, I'm trying to stay off my social media during work and then we went out to dinner and everything. So I think that this was not the most accurate thing, but, uh, I mean, that's a huge part of being present, right? That's, that's, we talk about it all the time. How can you stay present when you're watching Instagram oh, here we go. reels, you know? 
okay, this is your opportunity to hold true to your values. Are you going to tell us the truth or are you going to try and get a number lower than me? <laughs> I am. This is most, this is total time. How does it say? I was off yesterday. What is that? Probably. Ooh, Brad's got Brad's got a bad one, man. That was Sunday. So that was off yesterday. So yesterday, I was traveling. can I tell him? I don't care. Are you okay? I don't care. I was traveling yesterday. So yesterday for social was five hours and fifty-one minutes. Today, your social has been one hour and nine minutes. Nice. So, I mean. I want to give you the benefit of the doubt since I know you do a ton of social media stuff for us. So I'm going to say that's the reason that you were on quite a bit. I, But also, like, were you just watching videos to enjoy yourself, right? You're you're in a hotel, by the way. Like, let's, let's was, brief that. So. I was reeling yesterday. Yeah. I was reeling pretty hard yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, and I was in class. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty low for what, me. Yeah, but what time do you wake up, right? So this is... Oh, gosh. What, 6.30? Probably 6 or 6.30. So when you, your class started at 9? Uh, 8.30. I was there at 7.45. Okay. Well, yeah, well, you were there early, but I'm, I'm assuming Gotta that Gotta fight you, for that back row seat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that some of it's before work as well. Like, I don't watch any social media before work, but that's because I can't stand watching a reel before I have coffee. Well, on breaks, I was actually... So I'm trying to stand up our are uh, mm-hmm. LinkedIn. So I was, so some of that was, was LinkedIn and then some of it was uh, just pilfering through some Facebook stuff. So now I'm going to get real honest here. So yes, my social media was very low, but now we're going to go into my listen history for uh, audibles. Uh, let's see here. Yesterday I had six hours in 10 minutes that I listened to a book and today I have two and a half hours. That Dude, I that's to. awesome. No, they're not, they're not like books that are, Oh, that are he- like self-help books or anything like yeah, that. But like they're, I mean, come on. That's, that's still, you could be looking to trash. Yeah. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not the greatest, you know what I mean? Like it's definitely that was like, knowledge. Yeah. I, but still like, let's be real. That's what I'm utilizing as my escape. Like okay, that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's the, but that's why I'm saying it is like, cool. I was off social media, but like that didn't keep it from me from having headphones on. And granted, I will find reasons to clean my house or like do things around my house if I'm really interested in the book that I'm listening to. So you just put your AirPods in and turn the book on and yeah, go and then, down. Yeah. yeah, and then I'll like vacuum or whatever. So it's not is, Homer's Iliad or it's not. Uh, no, no. I think this book is about like dragons or some oh, shit yeah, yeah. like that. Like it's way yeah. out there. Yeah. So it's it's definitely not it's used as a coping tool. Right. And I recognize that. So that's why I just nobody I mean Sammy knows, but everyone yeah. else. I mean, no, got, since the yeah. last time we talked, um, my social media's gone uh way down because it was I don't know when was that, six months ago we did a podcast on uh and we did screen time check. And oh, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was a lot. Mine was heavy. And uh you know it I didn't think much about it at the time, but then it's like that's that's a lot. That's a lot of the during yeah. the day, and I still do a lot with work, but um, I well, try to put that thing down. And with me changing roles, I have 
that has drastically changed my screen time. Yeah. Like it's dropped, it has yeah. dropped significantly. Like we're talking hours per day. Yeah. It has dropped because now everything's done on my computer. I'm sitting at a desk and I'm also, I mean, the most amount of free time that I have is maybe 10 or 15 minutes without somebody coming in the office or doing something or having a conversation. So that has changed everything, but I'm actually way, I'm like too exhausted to even go on social media. Like I'm burnt out on talking and like listening. Have we talked about this yet on the podcast? I have no idea, actually. Well, officially in front of the listeners, congratulations to Austin Pedersen, the new executive director for Chateau Health and Wellness. Danny, uh, can I explain? Yeah. Or do you, yeah. So Danny um, is stepping more into the business finance side mm-hmm. and relinquishing some of the operational controls to Austin uh, because it's it's a lot. I mean, there's, that was a lot for Danny to... I have no idea how the dude did it because I am doing, and I had this conversation with him and I told you, Mm -hmm. and we laughed about it, but in the 50-ish hours week, I know right now I'm accomplishing about 25% (laughs) of my duties. And Danny said, yeah, that's about right. (laughs) So 50 hours, and and like this isn't like, I mean, just sitting at a desk staring at the, like, I mean... Yeah, but that's not uncommon for a for an elevated executive position to transition into and realize, wow, there's a lot more to this than. Well, the problem is I knew everything that was into it, but I don't know how to do everything. So I do also know that everything is taking me twice as long as it should, yeah, and I'm flow. also and I'm also so nervous about not nervous, but I am very cautious of making a mistake. Sure. So I am definitely probably triple checking, quadruple checking things that I really don't need to like it was done right the first time and then i'll go back like an hour later and just like make go, sure yeah yeah but big picture looking at mm-hmm. uh and this would be i think this would be a great way to kind of close this out because we're talking about highlighting chateau yeah which is the main sponsor of the no one fights alone podcast mm-hmm. highlighting chateau congratulations to you executive Thank director you. yeah uh, and the growth of chateau that's that's in the process of transitioning because we're rebranding from chateau recovery to chateau health and wellness which is a not just recovery in treatment facility but also um, an external uh, component to chateau Um, kudos to you ben and danny for having uh, the foresight and the wisdom and the heart to actually say, hey, we have something special here. We want to give back to this community. So this is exciting times for Chateau, really. This is yeah. really exciting. Yeah. No, I, I. there's a lot going on, especially like the training component and what we want to accomplish and build that out not only with, I mean, like yourself and Ben, our Chateau employees, right? And what we're trying to do is circumvent that out to clinical people and, you know, contractors and things like that that are not Chateau employees to spread you know, the, the training arm and really hammer home that like the training itself is not a chateau sale and a bed sale, which no matter it's, how much it's we, true training. It's yeah, true. Yeah. But no matter how much you, you and I say that, right. Sure. Until someone sits in it there. I mean, if it was me listening to this, I'd be like, these two fucking assholes. Like, yeah, right. Like, no, no joke. That's just same garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Same garbage, different day. Um, and so like building that out to where we don't, we really can say like a, you know, the, 
the trainers of the world are coming in and joining in on this so we can do a proper mental health training. Um, that's exciting to me. Like my side, I get to be with the clients every day again, which is actually where my heart and passion began in this field 10 years ago. Uh, and, you know, just naturally through the progression of, of job duties, I, I went away from that. And to be on site has reinvigorated a passion in me where I get to see change every single day in an existential, personal level, whatever it is. Um, that's That's helped quite a bit for me and re-energize me in wanting to push harder for a multitude of things, not just, you know, Chateau side, but in, you know, improve some of the modalities, the brain work, you know, all the, all this type of stuff. Well, I told you before, but I'll say it with, along with the listeners, I'm really proud of you. You've uh, worked really hard to get where you're at and you're, you're the right guy for this position. And the, uh, you know, the part two of that is uh, for the listeners, you know, stay tuned. There's some really cool mm-hmm. things uh, coming for Chateau uh, in the future, in the coming uh, months. Yeah, man. The world is our oyster right now. <laughs> no, I, I mean that in like the strongest sense because I think that there still in is a major gap in what is going on in not only the first responder space, right? Like we we all know that sure. it's become sexy. There's a lot more people getting involved, which is a good thing and a bad thing. And good thing is there will be really good people that get involved in this that have never been involved that are really knowledgeable and, and um, you know, a lot more um, studies can happen on what goes on, families, family systems, all, all of that kind of stuff. When more people get involved, more money gets involved. That's the way the world works. Right. Right. And with more money, there comes positives and negatives. Sure. Which is, I think there will be a lot of improvements made. But at the same time, I mean, look at when treatment centers opened up when Obamacare came out. Right. Huge rush of rehabs across the country. Now, a, a lot of those have shut down. Some of them are still open, but there was some bad treatment going in. I mean, Google even had to create a whole new thing to make sure that these treatment centers that weren't real treatment centers could not advertise on Google. Like that, that there was a law that had to be in, put in place in 2017 for that, right? But that's because insurance p- companies were paying a lot of money, and people saw money and they got involved, right? So, same kind of thing. But I do think it, it's going to open up the space for the people that have been in it a while now have more funds to go do some more stuff, and the treatment in itself can get better. Well, I think the 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 enjoyment of of this journey for us is that we're not a large, you know, we're a small fish in a big pond. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're, so we're not fighting some of the corporate, uh, decisions, uh, that hinder some of the great things that could be. So the corporate for us is you, Ben, Danny, is this a wise thing to do? And I think again, looking kind of down the road at what, some just some a few of the discussions I've been in, um, really exciting, uh, really exciting things coming for Chateau. So I'm excited for you, man. Hey, are you are we not going to talk about what you're going to be doing? Um, the training, not just the training, but Mr. Brad Shepard gets to travel around the country now. Well, so I am taking over a, a little more. Uh, I'm biting off a little bit ch- bigger chunk of yeah. the uh, business development, so I'm yeah. uh, 
I'm looking at uh, steering that in a positive direction, which anybody that knows me knows that that's, I enjoy that anyway. I, yeah. it, it, I enjoy meeting new people and uh, talking about things that I'm passionate about. It, it, I just, uh, we're I'm, playing to your strengths, Mr. I, Mr. Conversation. You have, you have definitely, you knew yeah. which, you knew which string to pluck there Yeah, to say, Hey, do you want to do this? Yeah. I'm all in. Hey, we know you love a conversation. I do. Yeah. And do. that's, that's a strong point, man, for you. Yeah. And, I mean, play to people's strengths, right? Well, it's easy when you believe in the product that you're selling. I mean, I, I, I 100% believe in Chateau. I drank Kool Aid on this um, little endeavor, and and uh, so we have uh, what we have a handful of uh, events coming up, and mm-hmm. and I think you're gonna I think you're gonna make one or two of those. Yeah. We're headed to Nashville here real quick. We're headed Super to Louisville real quick. Yeah, we're, you know, we're looking at picking up some some. Uh, you know, some marketing things in different areas and yeah, yeah, pretty exciting times. Got the gift of gab, man. I that's what my that's what my grandpa used to I say. Don't, I yeah. don't mind talking. Yeah. No, I'm super stoked for you, dude. I mean yeah. it's next it's the natural evolution of things, right? But uh I know we're wrapping up here. What do we what do we got coming out next? So this is uh this is kind of us uh, cleaning up um our our chateau month which is January. And then next month we're going to start in on, uh, relationships. We've already recorded a couple mm-hmm. that were really cool. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed them a lot. Had some couples on, yeah. uh, I think we're, um, we're going to offer up something in relationship month. That's, uh, that's going to be pretty cool. We're going to have a couple of clinicians on and, yeah. and, uh, talk about how we can keep healthy relationships in the first responder and veteran space. You mean we're trying to turn the 80% divorce rate around? <laughs> I don't know if we can do that single-handedly. Depends on uh, depends on uh, which data you actually look at, but uh, needless to say, whatever data it is, it's too high. Yeah. No, every data you look at, we it's do know high. it's too high, whether yep. it's 80% or if it's 50%. Yep. Right. It's still, yeah. it's still too high. The cop marrying a cop data still floors me. That's over 90. Oof. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I think it'll be some good stuff. We are going to release some on our family program as well to try and add for the people who have not found our podcast. Like that's that's the thing. These speakers are also going out to to family members actually looking for answers. Well, I yeah. I I think it would be remiss as we kind of wrap up. I think it would be remiss not to thank the listeners yeah. again. I know we do this a lot, but uh, never uh, enough. Listen, I. On behalf of Austin, I, I don't want to speak for you, but we just are so grateful that people pick this up and listen to it, and and we're floored by how many actually listens have already mm-hmm. started off this year, mm-hmm. uh, and and we are so grateful uh, to be able to bring you a product that you actually tune into and listen. And again, we say this a lot, but love to hear from you if you if you have something that actually um, piques your interest or. Um, pricks you a little bit and says, Hey, that, that really spoke to me. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, drop us a, drop us a message in the, uh, social media platform or shoot us an email, uh, Brad at Chateau recovery.com Austin at Chateau recovery.com. You can, uh, drop a line to either one of us. Thank you for listening to this segment of no one fights alone. No one fights alone is sponsored by 
Chateau Recovery is a 16-bed treatment facility nestled in the foothills of the Wasatch Mountains in Midway, Utah. Chateau's First Responder Resiliency Program is designed to treat the unique challenges and issues that first responders encounter in the course of their careers. Chateau's comprehensive and highly individualized approach to treatment addresses more than just the presenting issues. It addresses the why. Each of their seasoned, trauma-trained, and culturally competent therapists utilize evidence-based, specialized therapies to treat trauma at its core and enable clients to begin the healing process while developing a resilient and healthy relationship with stress. Chateau Recovery is trusted by departments and agencies from around the country to treat responders and veterans. In fact, it is one of only a handful of facilities nationwide that is vetted and approved to treat members of the Fraternal Order of Police. For more information, or to speak to a representative, go to chateaurecovery.com or call 888-507-5031. No One Fights Alone is also sponsored by First Responder Trauma Counselors. First Responder Trauma Counselors are subject matter experts in proactive behavioral health care for frontline workers through their National Peer Support Academy. This 40-hour all-badges, all-uniforms, and all-scrubs educational experience helps to create caring, honest, and empathetic peer support relationships with your fellow frontline workers. The FRTC National Peer Support Academy is taught by actual first responders who have gone back to school to become culturally competent, licensed behavioral health clinicians that teach from lived experiences, not just theories from books. This fast-paced, immersive educational academy will not just change your life, it will help you save the lives of others. For additional details, visit 991overwatch.org or call 970-222-419-3. This could be the most life-changing academy you'll ever attend.